Hi, I'm Carrie Siggins, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I am very excited for you to be here today. So today I want to talk about likability and authenticity and overcoming my fear of being disliked. I know this is something that a lot of leaders struggle with, not all of us, but many of us. And I know that I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to anyway. I want to be liked as a leader. Can you believe I just said that? Can you believe I admitted it? I know, me neither. And I don't know how many times I've heard people say that as a leader, you must get over the need to be liked. And logically, I do believe these words, or at the very least, that you have to find ways to care less about being liked. Emotionally, though, it's hard to turn off such an innate desire, especially for me. Being liked gives me a sense of belonging and inclusion. I think it does for others. And belonging and inclusion are two things most of us crave. So a few years ago, I was discussing my desire to be liked with one of my executive team members, and he said something interesting to me. He said that he believed a person's desire to be liked would lead him or her down the path to inauthenticity. He questioned, Carrie, if you have such a strong desire to be, li be liked, how can you make the tough decisions, have the hard conversations, and be authentic in the face of a storm? How do you overcome the need to be liked and make hard decisions that might make people not like you? Wow, what a great question. And I thought long and hard about this viewpoint. And um, truth be told, I could see myself in it. I certainly had avoided some tough conversations because I didn't want the person to be mad at me. Truth be told, in my early days as a CEO, I even sugarcoated tough feedback to this very same employee who gave me this feedback because I wanted him to like me. I wanted him to respect me. And I thought that liking me would create that kind of respect. And I realized that that's what I was doing. I was confusing being respected with being liked. And as I matured as a leader, I found that being liked became less important and being respected became more important. I still believe that likability matters and the key is finding balance. Like all things in life, balance. If that's even possible, probably not. But I digress. So I'd like to first establish that to be a good leader, you must be well-respected and credible, which you gain through making good decisions, admitting your mistakes, being honest, genuine, and self-aware. You gain credibility by communicating regularly and clearly and by living and breathing your values and your purpose. These traits describe authenticity. And to me, being an authentic leader is the only way to lead, not just the best way to lead, but the only way to lead. But in my experience, being liked by those you lead is helpful. It brings a sense of fulfillment. And like I said, inclusion. And I think that that matters. When people like you, they wanna be around you. They're more likely to ask your opinion and to give you their opinions. They feel more comfortable being vulnerable and it makes it easier and more fun to partner with you to get things done. And let's admit, we all need more fun in the workplace. We spend a lot of hours there in a given day. You might as well be there with people who you like and respect. When you are liked, it is far easier to influence your desired outcomes because people are genuinely engaged with you and they want to help. Likeability does matter on some levels. But being an authentic leader always must come first. Likeability should be lower on the list, but I would argue not be dismissed. 
Great leaders know how to blend them together to maximize effectiveness. Learn to be okay with making decisions that will not be liked by everyone. Doing the right thing is always most important, but doing the right thing does not always make people happy. That being said, make sure you explain the why behind all your decisions. Bringing people along for the ride will create loyalty and trust. I always share the why. Being transparent is a big part of building that credibility and it will make people trust you more when they know that you're going to keep it real and you're just going to tell them the truth, even if the truth is hard to hear. Don't be afraid to have the hard conversations. People want to know where they stand and when you coach and guide rather than avoid or criticize, you will help people develop their professional and interpersonal skills. So be direct, but do it with kindness and respect. Consider how you want people to feel when they leave your office, when they leave your presence. I always tell my team to consider how you want people to feel when they leave your presence or when they're interacting with you. Do you want them to feel empowered and believed in or reprimanded and insecure? Be open and share things about yourself. Allow people to connect with who you really are. A little bit of vulnerability and humility will go a long way in building lasting relationships with people who both respect and like you. On this wonderfully intense and profoundly life-changing leadership journey that I have been on, I have definitely developed a thicker skin and I care a little bit less about being liked, but the likability need still sits close to the surface. In fact, recently I was told that a stupid rumor was going around about me and it was so silly that I should have just laughed it off, but the truth was, is it stung? And even though it was so absurd that I don't know how anybody could believe it, the thought that people wanted to believe it still hurt, right? I want to be liked. And I had to work through that to be able to let it go and say, okay, well, this is just silly and I don't care. It doesn't matter. And so with that likability need still sitting close to the surface, for that, I'm glad. My desire to connect with those I lead means that I am more thoughtful about my decisions and conversations because I recognize that what I say will have a profound impact on those around me. Listen to my last advice from a CEO uh, podcast and I will tell you about another little slip up I had in my words and why I think words matter so much. I also believe that leading with empathy helps with likability. The ability to put yourself in other people's shoes and see things from a different point of view will build that respect. It will make people feel heard and included and in turn will help them like you more. Doing this helps me lead with compassion and empathy and when I must make a decision that I know some people may not like or if I deliver a message that just strikes an emotional chord, I am really grateful for the feeling of uncomfortableness it brings because it means that I care. It means that I'm invested and that I am human. And that's what we all need to do is connect in with humanity because we are all flawed human beings. When I take the time to really pause and reflect, asking both myself and those I lead if I could do something better, I become a better leader every time. I become a better human being every time. And it's not about likability, it is about making incremental improvements every single day. To me, all of this is what being authentic is about. 
and it never does the desire to be liked eclipse the desire to be authentic. Lastly, and most importantly, I wouldn't be being authentic if I didn't admit that I want to be liked. So that is my lesson on likability and authenticity. I hope that helps. Now I'd like to talk about my question of the day. My question actually came from one of my employees who said I'm really struggling with some insecurities some baggage and I feel like it's holding me back from doing a really good job. What should I do? And it reminded me of a time when I, I went to go meet a customer. This is early in my career at Stone Age. And he told me, I cannot believe the founders hired you to take over their company. There's no way someone not technical can be successful in this industry. A woman cannot lead a company in the industrial cleaning industry. And I was shocked and mad and upset. And I carried that around with me for a long time. And I had actually heard from a boss very early on in my career that women can't sell technical products. And maybe I was just young and dumb, but I basically was like, uh, you're wrong. And I quit and I went and got a sales position in a high-end boutique IT recruiting company and learned the software data warehouse world very quickly, not the technical aspects of it, but certainly enough to be able to talk proficiently and do a successful job selling for my company and proved him wrong. But for some reason, this comment stuck with me and I really started to doubt myself. Like what if my customer shunned me because I was a woman, because I wasn't technical enough, even though I did go to Colorado School of Mines, which made me you know, giggle after I finally decided to let this go. And, uh, and yeah, it, it just, it stuck with me and it hurt and, and it made me doubt myself. And I did talk about it quite often. And one day, one of my friends said to me, Carrie, you have got to let that go. That was the dumbest comment ever. Look at how successful Stone Age is. Like you have to just let that go. Clearly you're doing a good job. And I was like, duh, you're right. Why am I carrying this baggage around? Baggage does what baggage does, and that is weigh you down and hold you back. So I decided in that moment to forgive the gentleman for that insensitive and untrue comment, and I decided to invest in myself, continue to develop my leadership skills and my technical sales ability and my capacity to grow a company, an engineering and manufacturing company, that serves a relatively male dominated industry. I mean, there's nothing glamorous about industrial cleaning, that's for sure. And there are very few women in the industry, unfortunately, uh, but we are getting better, especially at Stone Age. We're really trying to uh, lead by example by having more and more women in technical positions and leadership positions. But anyway, I digress. So in that moment, I decided that those comments weren't serving me and I was going to let it go. And so I said to this employee, examine where that is coming from. Why are you letting your insecurities determine your future? And you can only let them go by first starting to understand where they come from. So dig in and try to understand uh, you know, did something happen? You know, were you called a failure? Did someone not believe in you when you were younger? And forgive those people. 
I think forgiveness is the fastest way to be able to say, thank you for your feedback. I'm going to take what serves me and the rest of it, I'm just going to let go because it's holding me back. The second thing I told her is if you're feeling like you are not good at something, the best way to get good at it is to do more of it and to learn more about it. So she was not very confident in her uh, ability to really run a, a bigger team. And so I said, well, you've got to do it, but you can also read books. You can get coaching. You can ask questions. Uh, there's all different kinds of ways to be able to learn about leadership and learn about how to run a technical organization uh, so that you build up your knowledge and that will help you gain more confidence. And so we worked together to put together a, a plan, a little bit of coaching, uh, a little bit of reading, and a little bit of exploring where those uh, fears came from. And I will tell you six months later, she is going to be in a completely different place. I just believe it because she's letting go of that baggage and I can see it just in this short little bit of time. So anyway, that is my advice to you. If you have baggage that's holding your back, dig into it, forgive yourself or the people who helped put that baggage onto your back learn how to excel in whatever you're trying to achieve by reading practicing getting coaching getting a mentor anything that you can do to support yourself in those endeavors and then go for it the only way to do hard things is to do hard things the only way to get better at doing hard things is to do more hard things and as you do hard things and you find successes even if they're just small successes you'll gain more confidence and you'll lose that baggage. All right, that is my podcast for today. I hope that was insightful for you. I look forward to hosting you next week and I have a great interview coming up. So please tune in. And if you like this podcast, please consider subscribing and rating for me. Always appreciate the comments and the support. Have a wonderful day. See you next week.